Do you love the Making a Musical podcast? Please subscribe, like, and review our show so we can get this into the hands of more musical theater lovers just like you. Ticket Peak just named us one of the five best performing arts podcasts out there. We're number three now, but help us out and let's move up that list. Meantime, if you want to learn more about my new off-Broadway musical, Good Morning New York, go to goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com. You can get tickets for our 54 Below show. That's October 4th. It's a concert and you'll get a free album. It's a Friday. Heads up. So you have time. You have a Friday in a few months. We also have tickets for our off-Broadway show. That's January 9th, 2020. Tickets for both shows are on sale now. We have merch. We have music online. Go to our website to learn more. This is the Making a Musical podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Thrapp. Welcome to the very first episode. We're going to follow the entire development and execution of our critically acclaimed new musical, Good Morning New York. We had journalists from the networks and the local papers see the show and love it now. We're taking it to Off-Broadway. This podcast is going to follow the journey from page to stage. We're going to talk about what we did, what we're doing and what's next, and you're going to be with us the entire way as you learn the tips and tricks and mistakes when producing your work at smaller venues or potentially off-Broadway venues in New York City. Today's guest is Good Morning New York co-composer and People's Improv Theater house team improviser, Dylan Adler. Hey, Dylan. Hello. One clap. That's from me. Multiple. If people were here, they'd clap. I'm clapping for myself. (laughs) <laughs> You're good at clapping. Well, Dylan is here. Thank you for kicking things off with me. Good Morning New York is expired by my time working on the overnight shift at a local news station, taking a behind-the-scenes look at challenges New York brings in terms of life, dating, and pursuing your dreams. It first was a play, but I wanted it to have more passion. So then, Dylan, I found you um, through improv. And we turned it into a musical, but you're not some random dude. You actually are trained in this. Uh, we got lucky, but a lot of people... Um, are not as lucky in the beginning. So we're going to start from the very beginning for playwrights who want to find a composer. If you have a play, where the hell do you find them? Mm-hmm. Um, well, New York City is like a, me- a mecca for musical theater writing. So, I mean, I I know that the BMI Musical Theater Writing Workshop has a lot of um, composers who are um, who are looking for... Um, playwrights and people who are writing um, the lyric writers and librettists to work with so the BMI workshop is a great place to look the NYU grad writing program the NYU undergrad program is a great is a great place but there I know of a lot of composers in it's New York City is a fabulous place where a so, lot of people are trying to do that. So you would, would you recommend dipping from the, the colleges? Because I, I think that we worked so well together. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's just our chemistry. Yeah. Um, so dipping from the college is one thing. But let's see. Let's. What about p- composers who are maybe out of college? Where do you find people who have graduated and are, are looking for something? Yeah, absolutely. Um, dipping out of colleges is good. But also um, uh, composers, a, a lot of them are in are doing workshops like the BMI workshop. That's like the big one that a lot of um, musical theater composers do to hone in on their craft. And um, a lot of the times they will put on 
like short cabarets and musicals at places like 54 and below. And so going there and looking at their work is a great, I think, a great place to find if their style of composing is what you're looking for in your play, to, to see showcases of their work happen at like 54 and below or um, other venues like Birdland and uh, venues around the city. So before people get, so before we get to the money, because I know people are like, how much do I pay? Especially, you know, writers, probably um, if you're writing something, you're probably not getting paid for it unless it's nonprofit. But that that's different. We'll talk about that in a new episode. Stay tuned, everybody. But that's not that what we're talking about today. Okay. But so before we get to like the pay, um, oh, man, what was my question? Before we get to the pay, um, how do you know if it's uh, if it's a composer that as a composer, mm-hmm. how do you know if it's a play that you want to work on or a play or a musical? Obviously, it's going to be a musical. Oh, I think it just happens when if you're inspired by the material. Like, I was really inspired by your material, and I thought I was really invested in the characters. So it really comes out of, I think, um, the interest in the story, because that's really everything when it comes to a musical. Like, the music is, but it's like the story is the is like the heart. So if the composers and the lyricists and the book writers are equally invested in the story, then I think that is, that is the, that's like key. And I think that what helped um, for us, because I know that there's a lot of people in the city who are writing musicals and they're just, they're still writing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I, but I know that it's hard to get it from um, beginning to even uh, performance. Yeah. So I think that what really, really helped us is not not only was there chemistry, but um, we sent it into a festival, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, that's our deadline. Exactly. Hope we make it. Yeah. There was, yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of these festivals, all they do is you send them the script, and then you send them the music or like one or two samples. That's what I sent. I, sent, I think I sent the New York Theater Festival four samples of our songs. Yeah. Of your you singing <laughs> the demos. It's like here's Devin, you like it, mm. um, and they. Um, they took. They brought us in through that. Yeah. So we weren't even done. We were just, well, I mean, obviously, we were so yeah. in the beginning stages, and then we got in. Yeah. And then it's like, well, we have about, what was it, four months? Yeah. We have about four months to make it a musical. Yeah, there's, no, like, there's nothing that inspires you like a deadline, you know? I know. Yeah, deadlines. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, I think, yeah, once you find that composer... Set a deadline. Oh yeah. yeah, make make a make a reading because we had. I guess we'll start going before we start going into what we did with Good Morning New York. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, pay the payment is a hell. I think there are multiple ways to do it. You can um, go through what's it called? You go through like a residency where like they'll pay you to go out. But I think you have to have like I don't know. I haven't had luck with that, but I also haven't applied residency. They'll like little random places in Nebraska or Ohio. Hello, friends, if you're listening. Thank you. Uh, they they pay to go out for like a week or two. Um, other ways, nonprofit, you can get grants, you can um, do all these things. But when it comes to just payment for a composer, um, I, I don't I don't think that I don't think that free gets it done. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a hard process. I think you're going to have to pay for it because probably no one's going to do it for free. Yeah, definitely. I think I mean for for like transcription work and composing work at Lab something probably based on like maybe an hourly thing an hourly payment or like a certain um a certain like amount of money per song i think is is a is a fair thing but um yeah, yeah. i think 
that uh, that's Im- important for sure. Right, and I think that I, some people consider using. Um, I won't say which source we use, but I know that for one time we were really getting close to a deadline before one of our meetings, and so. Um, uh, you were in like music rewrite overload. So what we use is we use an outer place to write one of our songs and it was bad. It was mm-hmm. like, don't think <laughs> that you can pay nothing to these. Uh, I'm not going to say who it was because, you know, I respect them for what they did. Mm-hmm. But I will say if you, you know, buy cheap, you get cheap. And I remember that that's that the lyrics it was a song station. Um, it's mm-hmm. sang so great by yeah. Lexi Rosenblum. It's beautiful. But the sheet music for it, um, you didn't write it, and I didn't write it, and I sent it to some random person. I, I mean, I wrote it, but like random person put it on sheet music. It was it was a mess. And then even when we brought the band in, they were like, "What the yeah. hell is this?" So if you're gonna get a composer, I wouldn't go to those websites. I would straight go to someone. And I, for me, what I liked Good Morning New York, it was. We did, well, I don't know, we won't talk too much about what we did, but I say I like the idea of paying someone, if you have music that you wrote, you have that phase Mm -hmm. of they just put that on sheet music, and then I like the next phase, paying them more to actually make orchestrations. Yes, because it's because if I if you're like me, I'm a guitar player, but I don't know crap about sheet music, and I and I'm not trained in this. So like the idea of having someone put it on sheet music, you pay a flat fee, you still own it. But then phase two would be when you actually collaborate, mm-hmm. and that is when you um, still would pay, and the contracts change the contract a little bit. But I say pay them, or it's not going to get done. But not even in composing, I say with anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> anything. Like, we even had, like, a photographer come, and it's like, I had to convince this person to come to do it for free, but he almost didn't come, and it's like, uh, I should just mm-hmm. pay someone. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just pay someone and have it, right? Because then you can say, here's what, I, here's what I want. Yeah. Especially when it's come to composing. Yeah. Um, Got to pay him. Mm-hmm. So if you were a new composer starting out, let's say you just graduated from one of the top 10 schools, um, what would you say they should ask? If someone's um, like, "Hey, I got a musical, mm-hmm. and I have I have ten songs, or I want you to write all my music," yeah. let's say it like that. I have yeah. a musical, write my music. Yes. What would you charge? I would recommend. Um, I personally like the hourly rate thing to add to um, to request um, a work in an amount per hour. Um, but also, you could do like a, a rate per song. Like maybe it could be a certain amount per song that's a flat rate, and then however long you take is however long you take. Yeah. Or like, uh, let's see, like, let's see, it could be between like 50 per page. Yeah. Or yeah. What, what did some people charge? Some people charge, is it like 19 per page? You can charge it per page or. Yeah. Or something. E- either way, charge. Make, make them pay. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because I know that a lot of people won't want to, and I think that it's just going to be crap. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm wrong. I, you know, if you did it for free, <laughs> uh, not you, but if you were listening, did it for free, I mean, I'm curious to know how long that took. Tweet us. Tweet us. Making mm-hmm. musicals at Making Musicals. I actually am really curious Yeah. to figure out if you did a musical for free, how much how long did it take? Because I would say it would take three years. <laughs> right? I'm sure, yeah. Right. I totally would think. Okay. Yeah. So so now let's talk about what we did. So 
hopefully that that helps um, you guys. Let's talk about what we did. So it was interesting. So we met at the People's Improv Theater, mm-hmm. where you're a comedian at the house mm-hmm. team right there. But this is yes. year a year ago, a long time ago. Yeah. No, not a year ago, a year and a half ago. And um, yeah. we just talked about, I'm running a play, but I want more passion. And you're like, I compose. So what was interesting is right then, um, I gave you a play that was about... Um, it was play. It was a straight play, mm-hmm. eighty pages. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, eighty pages. And then you, and I gave you eight songs, and they um, all sounded the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, not all. Not all of them. There, there was just like <laughs> some like similar chords. And... I absolutely. They were so similar. A lot of it. <laughs> and then you would text me being like, "Hey, do you mind if I change it?" <laughs> like yes. So. All right. So would you rather have someone do what I did where I just give you mm-hmm. a script and the music and um, say, all right, let's do it? Or would you rather write a script and the music at the same time mm. all in once? Okay. So script first, music second, or all at the same yeah, time? Yeah. Well, I think it it was interesting because I was already – I really liked the script already and I was invested and I really liked it. So I think it kind of worked that I was kind of bouncing off of what you already had and I already l- liked the material and felt like um, – um, inspired by it, but I guess there are some instances where that doesn't always happen, and a composer it, it like gets something, and it might not be like they they don't like understand, or they they might not be connected to the material yet, and so I guess a way to like um, to to get the composer and uh, book writer and lyricist completely in synergy would be to like build a story and everything together, but. I really didn't um, didn't mind having all the material, just the, at least the um, the story and the the song structures already there. Yeah, because that's what I liked too. What I really liked was <clears throat> I loved having the story mm-hmm. there, and then adding it's the music. It's so much easier to have the story, just like a baseline, because yep. that that's one of the hardest parts. And just to have a solid narrative already set is like is um like ground is like a great foundation yeah because i noticed a lot of times and we did it we're probably going to do it even more as we're rewriting it Mm -hmm. for off broadway but during it as well we would cut scenes and and what we still have to we have to do it more but like the music would take over some of those scenes Mm -hmm. so instead of like long long pages of dialogue it's like you cut the dialogue and the music really takes it over but i think that having it isn't isn't good outline and then you just throw in the songs and you take out the dialogue as needed. Yeah, exactly. And like one of the hardest parts and most important parts is to take a story and find out which moments should be musicalized. Like which what are the emotional high points? Like because the songs of a musical are like the heart of it. It's like if you you sh- if if you take all the songs out of the musical, you should have nothing really. It, every like all the heart should be in like the musical content. And you always were saying to me that you, you want when a song starts and when it ends, you want to be in a different place. Yes. It's yeah. supposed to take you somewhere. Yeah. They're, they're, um, the song should like hold maybe um, pl- importance in the plot or character development. They, the song should really have a reason for being there, whether it be to... Um, amp up the energy for the audience. There was some like silly numbers that we had that were a good like um, t- 
to, but there were also numbers that were really important for the characters that if we took them out of the show, then the show would like make much less sense. So that um, is like, that's something that we really worked on and um, the song placement. And are still working on. Yes, exactly. So we have a few minutes left. And so before we wrap up, um, on that topic, I know that, I mean, even though you, I mean, we had a reading. (laughs) I'll mention, we'll talk about the reading for a second. That was so bad. (laughs) Our musical is fun, really fun now, and I love it. But the reading was rough. It was so important to have that reading, though. (laughs) It was so important. I mean, you can be in a vacuum and work all you want alone on a musical, but you need that audience feedback. That's invaluable. Especially when they don't laugh, and you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And and here's a tip about a reading, everybody. Um, You can't. You can't do what we did. We had a huge room, yeah, a bunch of seats and like wide. ten people, yeah, and um, daytime, yeah, and we blocked it. And it was like we did way too much. And I have a theory that comedy does not work if it there it's daytime, yeah. and if there's a small crowd, well maybe yeah. a small crowd, and they're and all if, spaced out, and they're spaced out, because no, yeah, yeah, because it was rough. It, people like didn't want to laugh. So readings also, if I were to do it again, um. I think small I invited venue. small venue at night with like some beer and that like a small little like 20, 30 seat theater just with your friends. You just you just want the feedback. Yeah. I would never invite a pro- I'm happy that the producers that I invited didn't show up. Yeah. Because I would have been really embarrassed. Because a reading is a workshop. It's like you need that feedback to like build off of what works and what didn't. It's like mm-hmm. that's a cutting. Mm-hmm. And like it's important not to be precious and to be like, okay, this song's going to get cut. This is going to get cut. Yeah, all yeah. the time. And we're we're even cutting stuff for the Off-Broadway Absolutely. run that we loved for exactly. Off-Broadway. But for the sake of the story. Absolutely. And, yeah. and I think that musicals, you really got to collaborate and, and throw in all you have. And I think Absolutely. that actors helps. But yeah, I, I say, you know, when it comes to just like composing and working with, you know, me and the book writer, obviously you're great at it. Uh, it's a, it's a process and it takes a while, but I just mm-hmm. think keep keep setting the deadlines where you do, you you book that theater for the reading because yes. keep having eyes on it and audience reaction to it. Yeah. That's so important. Yep, because we're gonna talk about um, theater prices in our next podcast, so yeah. stay tuned for that, guys. But so there you go. So that is our episode on composing. We might have more. Dylan's gonna be coming in future podcast episodes too. Mm-hmm. So Dylan. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. And just for you guys know, we are raising money for our off-Broadway show. I just teamed up with Teespring to make these awesome tank tops that have quotes from our show. One of them says, be a better bitch. Um, Thank you. Another one says, living the off-off-Broadway life. Mm -hmm. Go to JacquelineThrap.com. You can buy them. They're 20 bucks. All raise goes straight to our show. Just uh, visit JacquelineThrap.com. Dylan, Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me.